Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in. This is Chris with the FCB Podcast. With me today, I have Tanner Jones. What's up, Tanner? Hello. Hey, and we also have Clinton Yeager, uh, Nacho Mama's Clint on um, on FCB. How's it going, Clint? Not too bad, Chris. What's up, everybody? A lot of you know Clint from some of his antics. Um, he's one of our, one of our better off color posters on the board. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, off color. You got yeah. the white. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you would call me off color. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't do anything that's uh, different. Or I, I follow the pack. Very PC. Uh, yeah. I, I don't like when people disagree with me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, how's it going, guys? Any Anything new in the hobby? Uh, Tanner, uh, a lot of guys know Tanner from his uh, from his custom card making. Um, any any updates on that, Tanner? Well, uh, as far as custom card making goes, uh, I've got about two or three uh, irons in the fire right now that I haven't really... Uh, started completely just yet because I've been really busy with work, but I've been also on the hunt for the latest Consecos out of Triple Threads and uh, Gold Label, so that's been keeping me busy as well. Yeah, um, Triple Threads looks to be um, packed full of hits, even more so than normal. I watched a case today, which they had a DECA uh, full of uh, pitcher signatures. It had like Maddox, Smoltz, uh, Nolan Ryan, Steve Carlton, Roger Clemens, uh, pretty much any 1980s era pitcher you can think of. Uh, the, the, dom- the real dominant ones in a deck of six. Oh, yeah. In the same case with a uh, with a big all-star patch booklet. Um, wow. And a uh, booklet of a Hanley Ramirez bat barrel patch autograph. Oh, man. Well, you see, now, I've always been a fan of Triple Threads, and one of my favorites that they've started coming out with in the last few years, I think, is the little trifolds mm-hmm. where they have that all-star patch, and they split it up into thirds. Yeah. Um, th- those have been, like, some of my favorites, but the problem is, for this year, I've seen at least two, maybe three of these cards, gorgeous cards, but they have, like, the middle part of the all-star patch in the middle, and they have the right part of the patch on the left side and vice versa. And it really kind of throws off everything. It's really kind of strange. I'm not really sure why they did that. Yeah, you're the guy to take it apart and fix it. So, Oh, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, that would be fixed. <laughs> <clears throat> I like what they I, do with the vertical cards, the vertical books. I like them better than the horizontal books every every day of the week. Yes. Yeah, I I don't know. I like I like the All Star patches. I think they're great, but I, for some reason they seem to have lost a lot of their uh, their luster from like what they were in two thousand nine, two thousand eight. You know, like the Pujol stuff. And I'm not talking about the big books, but I really like that. I, and I don't know if maybe it was just the, the area, the era, or the the players that were in it. But I love some of those things. Like when was it that Arizona had the Diamondback All Star? Was it two thousand? Yeah, it was it was one of those years in, in in that era, and yeah, a lot of it is dependent on how on how patch on how patchy the uh, All Star jerseys are that year. But um, yeah. I, I think this year still packs a big punch. Also, you have the World Baseball Classic stuff in this in this version of Triple Threads. Nice. Oh, okay. Yeah, I haven't some, seen any of those yet. I don't think. Nor have I. 
Yeah, I haven't seen any patch stuff come out yet, but I've only seen a couple of cases ripped. I know there's some of it up on eBay. Um, yeah, there's not much in the way of patches up. There is a Venezuelan up with uh, Carlos Gonzalez, Miggy, and Altuve. That's number one of nine. It looks really cool. Yeah, so when did they start doing the uh, booklets with the uh, little clear tabs as the binding instead of the actual card? Jill know? That's, that's been a few years. Um, not sure why they did it, and honestly, it, to me, when they got too cute with them and started doing them like eight things folded out, I was like, I kind of jumped off the ship. You know what I mean? Okay. No. I mean, what, what do you guys think about that? Would you rather them stick to just a simple uh, booklet? Or do you guys like the big long foldouts? <clears throat> I'll take it either way. I, I like the long foldouts because it does give variety. But storage, you know, it, it's, I don't know, it sucks to store. Unless you're going to get it graded or stretched yeah. out and, and showcased. But I like the books as far as, I guess, uh, I don't say logistics, but as far as how to store them. And then I like. The, uh, the long DECA type stuff for showing off. I mean, that's just cool to me to have, you know, 10 players from one era is awesome. Yeah, well, if I had like a, a five-panel booklet or whatever it is of uh, like Oakland Athletics greats or something, I mean, oh, gosh, I would die. <laughs> you know, I think <laughs> that would be awesome. There was a guy, actually, that posted up this uh, is a 2017 Heritage and I about choked because it was like this uh, is a is a quad patch of uh, Dennis Eckersley, Mark McGuire, Ricky Henderson, and Reggie Jackson. And the McGuire had a Rawlings uh, patch part on it. Also, it was it was awesome. It was incredible looking. Yeah, it looks like they stepped the step. Speaking of heritage, it really looks like they stepped up the patch games patch game with heritage. Um, the clubhouse collection patches are really great this year. Um, it's got a really deep checklist with some good, great players, including one of the best cards I've ever seen uh, of Derek Jeter, which had the, the Jeter from the inseam of the pants and a uh, on-card autograph. Um, I saw that, yeah. Great-looking card. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. I'm looking here on eBay, and uh, like there's a Judge MLB logo up, too. That's a really, really sweet one. Um, a Carlos Correa from the same series as the Jeter with a nice patch. Uh, a bat. Patch one of one with uh, Tony Perez and Joey Votto. Some cool stuff. Yeah, and you know, I think as a as a player collector of a guy that's retired, I get kind of jealous because <laughs> there's a lot of these active players that they're like, oh yeah, Bryce Harper's got like you know thirty five, forty different button cards. Yeah, whereas my guy has like, you know, three of them out there or something. Or the crazy sick jumbo patches. You know, we a lot of us guys that follow the retired players, we don't have nearly as much because they're not playing anymore and I suspect that a lot of these players are using jerseys like maybe uh, you know, once a game or so just uh, so it could be hacked up by Tops or Panini or someone. Yeah. yeah. It seems so think how much wallet. Think all the money you're saving. Ah, yeah, yeah. but it's always more fun to go get the cards, right? You know. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I'm, um, I'm a penny pincher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm looking uh, I'm looking at some of these cards, and it looks like they just put a little bit more thought into combinations on these cards. Um, 
Uh, here is a uh, double a double patch with a bat. Three player card: um, Jose Altuve, Craig Biggio, and Joe Morgan, Astros second baseman in the clubhouse collection. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. That is a sweet looking card. It's um, and price tag on it's around 150, which is you know not bad for a game used card. So. If you include the right players and do it right, even a simple game used card can hold can hold value. Absolutely. Uh, here's a quad with uh, Johnny Bench, Barry Larkin, Joey Votto, and King Griffey Jr. Cincinnati Reds. Ah, okay. Yeah, good good player combos this year. I like it when they have a good theme to them. You know, mutual yeah. call mutual. Mutual team, whatever, but I don't like it when they they take players across teams that have really really limited. Yeah, limited well, share. what did these four guys ever do together? Yeah, well, in part of you know this is one of the thoughts I've had in in uh, you know the last several months. I thought about coming out with like a custom set that was called like Two Truths and a Lie, <laughs> where you have like three players that are on like a you know all dressed up for one team. Like you might have for the A's, for instance, uh, Dave Justice, Frank Thomas, and Kenny Lofton. And you say, hey, which one of these guys actually didn't play for the A's? Because a lot of people don't know that Justice and Thomas actually did play for the A's. Kenny Lofton didn't. But uh, you know, I, th- I thought that would be kind of a fun idea to do. <laughs> Kenny Lofton stole that rookie of the year from Pat Listash, and you know it. <laughs> a factual statement. That was many, many moons ago, my friend. <laughs> That'd be a sweet set, because you, you could really do anything there. You could, you know, which these guys threw a no-hitter, which of them did, you know, stole home plate. That'd be pretty cool to at least get the the interest in the card and the background behind the card. And I think that's what a lot of cards nowadays have lost, is there's not really any interest to go look up what their what their shared interest is or what was special about the player. Who reads, you know, I, who reads I agree with that 100%. Who reads the backs of cards anymore? Nobody. Yeah, nobody. No, we go to Google, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Well, plus, I, I've made, the backs of cards are like, hey, congratulations, you know, that's all they are. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you'll probably have some where the cards are like, uh, you know, you see somebody that uh, you don't know about about their stats, and you look on the back, and, and pretty soon they're just going to say, go to Google <laughs> on the back of it. <laughs> it's going to have a Google logo. Baseballreference.com. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Twitter account on there. Look him up on Twitter. But yeah, it's just I don't know. I, I make my kids. I give my kids my you know some some of my comments and some of the guys they're interested in, and I make them read the back of the card, not because I'm a good parent or anything, because I'm kind of a bastard. But you know, I, I want them to know. Like, <laughs> my oldest son knows you know Jackie Robinson what he did. He's read the back of the cards as I got you know back in the in the UD Legend series. He's he's done that, so he likes Jackie Robinson. You know, it just it furthers the hobby in a good way as opposed to, you know, what we see now with guys at card shops throwing commons back to the owner and, you know, and not taking the time to appreciate the actual beauty of the card. That's pretty well, cliche. So, yeah. I'm, I'm picturing well, this scenario, though, where uh, Clinton Yeager is sitting there whipping his kids. You read the back of that card. You tell me how tall Jose Altuve is now. <laughs> Within two inches, yeah. you're grounded. You will never. But my kids tested in, you know, at a second grade reading level in kindergarten. Yeah. So this, um, yeah, this summer I asked my oldest. I said, Marshall, what'd you read this summer? He goes, the back of all the cereal boxes. 
So he's he's destined for Vogue School. Yeah. Make sure he does really well in the ASVAB. Yeah. <laughs> Dude's driving a tank. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I appreciate the military. Tanner, um, I, I did find the uh, Oakland A's uh, clubhouse collection card. It does not, uh, does not have Conseco on it. Are you kidding? Okay, so if it had Conseco, yeah. I would I would have cried. You know, I mean, it's just yeah, yeah. it would have been over. I, I would I would have gone to that guy's house and asked him, you know, begging and pleading with him. Yeah. But uh, no, it, it does not have Conseco on it. <laughs> I can picture you uh, standing in his graveyard, uh, like uh, in the graveyard, standing standing in his front yard with a uh, with a boombox over your head, like uh, and say anything. <laughs> <laughs> I need your Conseco. I'm not going to say I've never done that before, actually. <laughs> the other night, you said you went somewhere else to get your Jose's. Now you're going to people's front yards? Well, you already went to Jose's house to get Jose. <laughs> so. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I travel all over the world. You know, actually, the uh, last time we were doing this, right in the middle of us doing this podcast, I was uh, actually uh, – Doing a deal for one from Triple Threads out of ten, so <laughs> worked out pretty good. I'm always on the lookout. Nice. Oh, we've done this before. Oh no, no it didn't happen. What happened to that? Uh, <laughs> t- t- technical difficulties. Technical difficulties. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at least it was three hours. <laughs> we did spend three hours, but we spent most of that time shooting the shit. You know, I mean, yeah. It was a relationship investment. Yes. It was. It was. A lot like Sex in the City, you know, we're all the girls, but we're guys. Yeah. We kind of We didn't drink Manhattans, did we? No. No. It was team building. Team building. <laughs> yeah, see. So the Oakland A's clubhouse collection from Heritage has Reggie Jackson, Mark McGuire, Eck, and Ricky Henderson. Yeah. Terry Steinbach was robbed. <laughs> uh, the Reggie Jackson is a plain green swatch. The Mark McGuire is the Rawlings logo. The Eck is a two-color diagonal, and the Henderson is the elastic sleeve, uh, green and yellow. Is that it for sale still? Yeah, it's up for a thousand dollars. Oh. Yeah, I've, I've been kind of curious about what he's going to get out of this. I mean, it's not I, I can't imagine dollars. somebody didn't. <laughs> yeah, well, I can't, I can't imagine somebody hasn't struck up a deal, you know, for it yet. I mean, surely, you know, it's it's worth several hundred to somebody. Yeah. I mean, that Rawlings patch, it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but, but if I hit a Canseco card like that, I'll come to your house and stand in your yard with a card for a thousand bucks. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I would let you in and, and make lunch for you and uh, we can Ooh. talk over uh, over the details of that one. <laughs> lunch is on Tanner, oh, folks. Just pull a nice Absolutely. It'll be on under the trench coat, though. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I've never seen this much attention to uh, to patches in in Heritage. I mean, if you do just do a quick eBay search, there's patches all over the place of Heritage. This is a sweet card right here. This is a uh, um, Heritage Red Sox one. Oh, but all right. they did something I hate. Uh, David Ortiz with a, uh, looks like sleeve piping. Carlos Strimchi with um, yeah, another elastic, multicolor, but like an elastic sleeve. 
and no more Garcia Parra. My dude. Which is what is clearly a Dodgers uniform on no more. Oh. Uh, That's what I was talking about earlier. He didn't even play for the Dodgers. He did. He took a a roster spot. But here I was extolling tops and going how good Triple Threads and – Heritage was and no, they're, they're still good products. You know, you're, you're gonna have this. It's, it's just it's gonna happen. But that's yeah. like, like I don't want. That. If I'm a Red Sox fan, I don't want that card. I, 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 well, you know, well they they probably deal with like uh, you know for every single product, they probably deal with thousands of and thousands of these little square inch pieces of material, and it's probably by people who don't even care about baseball. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. They they keep them logged in a database with, with with and a lot of their I've seen the database before and the database has the different properties as to what team so they know they just sometimes don't have any, don't have any other option. Uh, here is the quad which is number ten of the Red Sox and it has Carl Yastrzemski, David Ortiz, Dustin Pedroia, and Mookie Betts and it's all Red Sox stuff. Laser shows my dude now I got he's my new Red Sox man. Yeah, you got a lot. You got a lot of dudes. I try to keep active crushes going on. You know my side yeah, dudes. Yeah, yeah. I I uh, actually terrible story. I went to bid on a Pedroia uh, Dynasty logo one one the other night, and my snipe didn't fire, and uh, it sold for well less than what I was willing to pay for it. So oh. Cards have actually teared me up this week. <laughs> I had an anxiety attack that I missed it. <laughs> I was sitting in my bed rocking, sucking my thumb for like 15 minutes. Over cards? <laughs> Over that one card. I don't know. It just struck me. It was like it was like walking through a museum and see a piece you've never seen before that just, you know, it speaks to you. Yeah. And that, that's what happened. And I don't, I don't, I don't buy, ba- I buy a lot of Nomar stuff and that's about it. But uh, mm-hmm. for Chris Sabo, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, for some reason I just thought I had to have it. And then I lost it. Yeah. And there, this off. there is one I'm bidding on right now and it's not like... It, I can't tell this card if they use an Indians or a Braves patch on it, but it's the uh, Phil Necro flashback autograph patch, number 25. Cool. This Heritage? Yeah. It, it, it's Heritage. It, the color is a little off for a Braves, but, you know, it's oh, just wow. New jersey. Hey, you see that? What do you think that is? I like that. Let me, uh, let me take a look here. I think it's. Well, I'm going to make sure you want it for real. <laughs> I think it's Braves uh, because of the piece of the jersey behind the patch with that pinstripe. That looks like I don't remember the Brewers ever wearing that color. You know. This is the twelve out of twenty-five. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I think that's Braves. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice looking though. I like that patch. Yeah, I'm going for this one. Uh, yeah, take a shot at well, it. Well, just so you can tell all of your competition, uh, how much? What's your max on it? Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm too curious. I'm probably in for about one fifty. Thirty-seven. <laughs> <laughs> well, Thirty-seven dollars. Good right now. Um, hold on a second yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's a nice one though. I like that. Phil hangs out at the, at the Gwinnett Stadium up here, which I live. Like I can almost see the Gwinnett Stadium from my house. Matter of fact, I, I get to watch the I get to watch the fireworks uh, when they have fireworks at the stadium. So, oh cool. But he he, he yeah. hangs out 
in a restaurant named for him drinking beers, encouraging you to come up and buy him a beer. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) That's hilarious. And he'll sit there and talk to kids, talk to fans, almost the entire game. Just, you know, just a real good guy. Have you ever asked him to meet Joe? Uh, I've, I've never actually seen Joe there. But I have seen Phil with a shirt that says, I'm Joe. (laughs) <laughs> Classic. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, they have terrible chicken and waffles, though. For real, that restaurant, uh, the chicken and waffles was like a frozen waffle with two chicken wings. It was bad. In Atlanta, they have bad chicken and waffles. They did at the stadium. Uh, you would think, you know, this is the home of Gladys Knights, you know. Uh, yeah. Where were the pips from? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Actually, Atlanta is actually starting to forge a, cu- a culinary identity that it's never had before, and it kind of started with chicken and waffles. Now it, uh, it, it it's uh, lemon pepper women li- lemon pepper chicken wings wet. Lemon pepper wet is a thing in Atlanta right now, and it's spread across the country already. Atlanta lemon pepper wings. Keep that shit pretty huh. south. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, and it started because of the TV show Atlanta. Um, and a strip club here in Atlanta that serves them. Not kidding, this culinary thing came out of a strip club. It's just the way it is. I, isn't it? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I want no part of that. No part of that. No that part of that. That sounds terrible. Not a fan of lemon pepper? <laughs> no, nah, not that much to make it wet. Oh yeah. That would be, no. Dude, it's great. It's great. It really is. You just got to try them. You just got to try them. Uh, final, I'll well, try one. It's going to take it like 10 years to get to where you are out, uh, yeah, out in the woods. That's, that's a good point. Yeah. I just got this new latest, CD, latest CD, actually. Yeah? A CD? Stand up. No. <laughs> you just got ludicrous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. Where's he been all my life? Yeah. I'm in Iowa, so I'm on the east coast of the Missouri River. Yeah, it's like, uh, is, is this heaven? No, it's, it's Iowa. It's Iowa. That has <laughs> never been said in real life. <laughs> Unless you just left Missouri. You're like, Am I, I'm out of Missouri? Is this heaven? No, it's just Iowa. <laughs> Ray Kinsella said it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't like Kevin Costner. Let's just put that out there. Yeah, I love he Kevin Costner. We've had, we've had this discussion before. I know we have, and you know I love Kevin Costner. I know, and I'm sorry. I just can't get with him. I mean, uh, yeah, I love the guy. He's the white Denzel Washington. I love Denzel Washington, too. What the hell? How can you not love Denzel Washington? Because they all have one character. It's one voice. It's one facial expression. But it's a good one. No, it's not. It's not. You don't even, like, remember the Titans? No, I hated that show. (laughs) I'm all... Here, okay, I don't like shows, like, I like irreverent comedies. I like I like shows that focus on something from 40 years ago. You know, I, I don't know. I, I mean, it was all right. It, it taught brotherhood and, and racial harmony and stuff, I guess, but no, I'm out on that show, too. Well, I mean, uh, it, it, granted, it did cheat with me because I love football movies. Yeah. But um, Remember the Titans is one of my favorite movies of all time. But here, I hate the movie Rudy, too. Rudy Rudiger was a scrub. What? I, I don't really How care. How you hate Rudy? I don't he really care for Rudy. 
I are you so kidding? Weird. Okay, so like that came out in what ninety two, ninety three, or something like that. And yeah. I'm not really a, a football fan, but I'll tell you what: as a as a young teenager, when that came out, after I saw that, I knew one thing, and I was that was uh, I was going to be going out and getting myself a Notre Dame jacket, and I did. <laughs> yeah, I was going to be the next uh, college football star. Yeah, for sure. The starter jacket too, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah, no doubt. As <laughs> no an, doubt. As an SCC guy, the only reason I would have a Notre Dame jacket is to set it on fire. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's like the, a sin. I'm not quite sure. I'm, I'm not caught up on my book. You know what? My Bible. My Bible. For shit's sakes. You know what? If the Pope has a problem with it, he can step. He can step to me, and we can get to. We can, we can resolve this problem. <laughs> no, no, the new, new Pope seems like a great guy, but still, we can solve this. <laughs> All There's right. some folks that disagree with that, apparently. Oh, yeah, I just yeah. read something on the news there about him. Yeah, he, he's under fire for because he doesn't hate gay people. Oh. Yeah, you gotta... Uh, he doesn't hate gay people, and he doesn't... He, he believes that uh, divorced people aren't... Um, Aren't automatically disqualified from service in the church. Yeah, I don't really sounds like a person. Want to? Yeah, right. <laughs> These are things that happen in normal everyday lives. It, it's just, it's just, it's just something that happens, and sometimes you don't even really have control over it. So, whatever. And he's probably one of the more controversial popes that we've had in a while. Yeah. They say we, they. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> damn, damn him for deciding to be human and to treat humans like 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 you should. Isn't that Christ-like? Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, in an effort to kind of skew us off a religious stand, because that's how you lose viewers, by the way. Listeners, listeners, nobody's watching us. Listeners. You hear all the eye-rolling out there? Yeah. Oh, oh here they go. Baseball cards. Next thing you I know. Got, I you want me to tell them? No. Next thing you know, somebody, <laughs> mi- somebody mentions Trump, and it all goes off. Oh, I just said Trump. Damn it. <laughs> Damn. Oh yeah, we're going to bleep those out. Yeah, we we can't have his name in here. Yeah, yeah. That's not going to be out. No, no. I think you could change Trump to to Stinkburger. Stink when burger? we say what was that? What uh, was it? What was it when we say a swear word on one website? It was changed to something else. Oh, I don't know. Was it Stinkburger? I I don't remember. It was a little while. We, uh, it was a long ass time. I, ago, I think it was Stinkburger where where uh, that was what the <laughs> swear filter was. Uh, was changed to. I think it was. I think it was. <laughs> that's changed. brilliant. I love that. Yeah, yeah that's like who's who is Mother Stinkburger? <laughs> <laughs> this thread just says this just says Stinkburger over and over again. What the what what is he trying to say? <laughs> anyway, you guys seen any gold label yet? I know that's the other new product out. Yeah, baseball, football. I don't. I don't. I'm not up to speed on the releases 100 percent yet. So uh, baseball, it, gold football. label. Baseball, gold label. Is that a throwback to like the to like the 90s? Uh, yeah, gold yeah. Label? It's a throwback to those. Yes. Um, the autograph cards are mostly gold framed autographs with the metal framed. Um, cool. Yeah, it's it's cool in that you don't have to worry about any edges or corner wear. But uh, there's some of these numbered really high, and it kind of devalued the museum collection gold border. But uh, I guess it had to happen anyway, eventually. Well, that's that's exactly my problem with it because last year is when they came back with gold label, yeah. And 
I'm such a big fan of museum with the with the frames, and so mm-hmm. when I saw that gold label had those frames around, I was thinking, yes, this is awesome. And then after a couple of months, I was like, oh my gosh, there's like a ton of them out there. Yeah. And I was just kind of, I don't know. It's like it's like they took something special and, and kind of watered it down. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I was like, uh, I don't know. And, and so this next year, you know, when they, I think they came out with them again, like they released them maybe about 10 days ago or so. And uh, I was like, ah, well, they kind of look similar. I don't know. But I, I've come around to them more now. And I think I like them a little more now. I've got about two or three of them incoming. But what I was really hoping for, and I, and I really hope that Tops uh, does something like this in the future. But now that they have like these these color parallels like the uh, blue red so on and so forth i really would like to see these frames as like a uh, uh, blue anodized or or red or something like that i think that would look really sweet that would look cool oh i'd love it yeah i'm just looking at these i mean but tops does that to all their products they they have something that sells and they just strip the fun and the joy and the value out of it they jam it in your throat and down your face <laughs> hole is another other you know product and I'm looking at the gold label right now, you know, and to me it reminds me of uh, Definitive from 2015, you know, except for it's got the thick frames. I mean, they'll take it and they'll just run it to death. You mean with the superimposed photos, the the, the, yeah. the studio shot and the action shot? Yep. Yeah. Well, I, I kind of agree with that. Um, it's a good-looking card. I mean, just looking at them here while yeah. we're talking, they're good-looking cards. They've got eye appeal and, you know, they're yeah. aesthetically pleasing. They do. I mean, they do it with their autographs. How many times do you know you have Chaz Rowe in the same product autograph? Yeah, I see a lot of Jose Canseco in this release. Tanner, I think they're doing that just just to make you broke. I've heard. I get that a lot. You know, I get that <laughs> a lot. But it's the same thing with like these uh, buybacks. Yeah. Now they they really kicked those things up about two or three years ago, and we're all excited about them as collectors, and we're grabbing them. And then we're like, wait a second, they they're coming out with like eight of the same card, just like with different type of stamps on them over the past three years. And yep. yeah, it's kind of crazy. They actually released some as buybacks without any markings whatsoever. So if you open up like a uh, box of say 2016 stadium club, I think that that's what it was. You might get like a 1988 tops, uh, Nick Asaski or something like that with no, uh, no stamping or anything whatsoever. So you're basically, uh, one of your cards is just uh, just a base common from the 80s. <laughs> I believe I'd make threats to burn down the, the card shop if that happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, my guy, one of the guys I collect is about is about to have autographs in his short supply, and that's Freddie Freeman. Um, he has said recently that he's just tired of signing card companies. Like really, yeah, he said the contract's just not worth his time to sit there all day and sign. He'd rather go play with his newborn or, you know, be with his family. You know, he's just said, hey, it's not worth it. My time. But his signature is so simple. It's just an FF. I know. He says, hey, I'll, yeah. I'll sign at the ballpark or whatever, but uh, I, I don't need the money uh, that the card companies are paying. Um, and I've my time is so limited. I would rather do. Th- uh, do things that make me a better family family member or a better ball player. I can understand that though. Yeah, I, I understand that. Yeah, that's the kind of guy Freddie. Freddie Freddie's an odd guy. He's um, a 
very he's, he's both one of the nicest guys you could ever meet and a raging hot hothead at the same time. Nice. He, he's a paradox. Well, but here, you know, with what they're doing now, he could literally sign for Panini and Tops 5,000 stickers before he bows out, take the money, and then enjoy the next two to three years. Well, I guess 5,000 stickers cover Tops. Yeah, you ever sign 5,000 signatures in one shot? I put my name down about 1,000 times a week at work. So not 5,000 in one shot, but I know what it's like to sign a lot. Yeah. I, uh, I've done one mortgage, and holy crap. Why about a mobile home? Well, other than the fact that you live in Omaha, uh, that you live in um, um, Iowa, Iowa, Omaha, yeah. Iowa, it's all the same place. Come on. Well, we pulled our trailer into the court, and the first thing he did is come over and pull out two of my teeth. Yeah? Yeah, so now I'm on the neighborhood watch. Huh. There you go. There you go. So I, I don't know. I, this pops, the whole stuff looks good. I, it's pretty yeah, I just ran a Google search that I can't believe didn't turn up any results. The search is Clinton Yeager, Iowa mugshot. No, and there's in Nebraska for that. There's no results. I'm like, what? What in the world? <laughs> I've lived over here. I've been over here. I've been an angel. It's Nebraska, and you look for my mugshot. <laughs> yeah, you're a family and, man retired from a life of crime. If you find it, just know that I was really drunk in the picture. <laughs> <laughs> that's why plus it's under a different name too so there's that yeah 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 um i mean it, it, yeah there, there's all sorts of uh i i narrowly missed having my mug shot out there um so yeah it's it's, a, it's not easy to uh live life without having a mug shot out there somewhere if you're if you're like me and clint and live a little on the wild side well, yeah, that's what I have to do. Yeah, I mean, what? my phone stopped, dropped out. Um, this is what life is out here on the wild side. Isn't that like a? Isn't that a song? <laughs> you don't know what I've been through, man. <laughs> hey, I yeah, you gotta look out for us uh, card collectors. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> We're I crazy. <laughs> I cut I you up, man. Um, I saw one of these gold labels um, uh, where the card missed the glue step, and inside the pack, it, the card just kind of fell apart. You had the front, you had the back, and you had the frame basically in three pieces. I actually put that on Twitter. It was hilarious. That's so, what uh, that. I was trying to figure out what that was. Yeah, that's what that was. Well, well, you know, you know what else that happened to you with what transcendence. Oh, so there's more oh, parallels man. than we thought. Now, two, so 2000, I guess 16 or 17. I don't remember what transcend, but you remember the twenty thousand dollar box or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. You remember those? Yeah. Yeah, those were like they would open up the uh, packs and uh, and some of the cards would fall apart. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, that I, I would not be too happy with that. As as a guy who's been waiting for about four years on a redemption, I would not want to send something like that back. Mm-hmm. No, no, I would not. All right, on to the next topic. Uh, VintageBreaks dot com. Have you guys seen any of this stuff? No, Vintage I'm Breaks. not aware. 
VintageBreaks.com, and I, I had a feeling you, you wouldn't be, but VintageBreaks.com does what group breakers are doing now with the um, just a standard group break, but they're going back and buying a box of 86, 87 Fleer basketball. And oh. doing group break, group breaks by the pack. Okay, you bought in, you get pack number pack number ten. You bought in, you get pack number fifteen. And they're yeah. op- opening them live on camera, camera, similar to what uh, these modern group breakers are. I saw that Darren Ravel was at the first one when they hit the three Jordans. And just just to be clear, I call bullshit on that. Why? That has. It had to be three Jordans, wasn't it in one pack? No, 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 no. It was three Jordans through, through the box. Oh, through one box? Still yeah. yeah. Hot? I, it's just a base card, man. It can it can easily happen. Um, yeah, I think there's like 132 cards in the set or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, not, it's not a big set. And, uh, the, the box came from uh, BBCE, Baseball Card Exchange. And uh, it was opened by uh, Leighton Sheldon. Uh, VintageBreaks.com is Just Collect. So uh, I mean, I'd, I don't think they'd fake it, and, and you know, I, there's really um, no reason to actually. You know, I mean. Well, I didn't say faked. I said resealed and bullshit. Resealed and bullshit. Resealed, I, resealed and bullshit is the same thing as faked. Well, no, faked by the cards aren't real. <laughs> yeah. We should start censoring ourselves and going to stink burgers. <laughs> <laughs> resealed and stink burger. I mean, what better advertising pop than three Jordans in one, and it just so happens that Darren Ravel is in the house? I mean, it could be legit. I'm just skeptical anymore in the, in the hobby because of so many so many bastards, you know, fooling us in the past. Yeah. You know, you kind of have to be skeptical if you see something like that. I mean, it doesn't affect me in any way, shape, or form, but there's no better advertising than having Darren Ravel in the house blasting on Twitter. You know, it's just, to me, it's, it's a lot like when you used to have a, Beckett would do the open boxes, you know, and they'd hit all the cool one-on-ones for their yeah. for their write-ups or their, their videos. It's just, it seems like the same thing to me. I, I don't know. And I hope I'm wrong. I hope that I'm, a, you know, that I'm going to be called a dickbag or something by somebody listening <laughs> to this, but well, it just um, seems like. The reason I don't think it's fake, because if it was, uh, BBCE would have to be involved. And, like, I've held that box before. It's been, yeah, it's been for sale at the National for, for a couple of years. Um you know, and Leighton bought it and put it up. Uh, it, it's it's like it, it's a well-known box that existed. Okay. Know, these boxes aren't are, aren't all over the place. They're very hard to find. So if you look at what they're doing now, um, they went out and bought a complete set of thirty-three Gaudi, and it's a the set's not in the greatest of condition, but still, it's a complete set of thirty-three Gaudi, and they are selling off a two hundred and thirty-nine spot card random. So 239 people buy slots. You, they're all random. You get that card number. So you could spend 3750 and get a Babe Ruth Gaudi. Nice. Yeah, I mean, yeah that would be great. Yeah, I've actually bought into this break. Uh, several guys on FCB have. Did you get a spot or did you get several spots? I got two spots. I'm still okay. Poor. I'm still poor until I get my first paychecks from my new job. I just got to really nice new job so i'm really excited about that oh congratulations congratulations yeah. that shoney's is gonna have a clean bathroom right <laughs> right <laughs> oh 
Uh, other breaks they have, they are breaking a uh, 08 uh, Bowman draft box, which uh, Stanton, Kershaw, um, some nice autos in that set. So they're doing some newer stuff. It's not all like old vintage. Uh, here's a box of 2003 SPX with uh, LeBron, Je- LeBron James. LeBron, LeBron James. <laughs> LeBron James. Uh, 79, a 79 OPG hockey pack with possible Gretzkys. Wow. Uh, let's see. And there's even some smaller stuff like, um, let's see, uh, 95 Bowman's Best with, uh, golly, they're doing a box of 95 Bowman's, Bowman's Best for Vlad rookies. That's, I like Vlad. Vlad and Andrew Jones. Yeah. Twelve bucks a spot, and there's eighteen spots left. Does it say how many? Okay, so it's twenty-four spots. Yeah. Huh. Is that what they go for? I mean, let me see here real quick. That's um, like taking gambling to the extreme. I mean, as far as cards go. Yeah, it is. It's really slim odds, but still. To pull to, to to get a fresh pack pulled one that you know hasn't been graded and to try to try to hit if you're trying to hit clean cards this is a good way yep. to do it. Agree. The '73 tops uh, cello pack. Hit some Franco Harris and Ken Stabler. Yeah, I I immediately looked to see if they had any uh, 96 select certified. Sadly, they do not. Yeah, that's... But, hey, uh, Leighton's a good friend. Um, I mean, if you want to say, hey, uh, if you could source this and put it up, I'd be a buyer. He would probably do, probably try to do it. It would I be cool. Calling... Sorry, Tanner, go ahead. No, I, I was just saying, it'd be cool to, to just do something like that. I actually ran the math on uh, some of these breaks, like from the newer stuff. I'm not, I'm not speaking to the older... Uh, the other stuff, but for like uh, earlier on, like the uh, museum tier one, I actually did some calculating on it because there would be these eBay auctions that says, "Hey, you can purchase a spot of a player or a team for the, over the course of twenty cases." And you think from the onset, "Oh man, that's awesome! Of course, I'm going to hit something great." Well, I mean, the chances are minuscule even there because like they make so much of it still not like junk wax numbers but they still make quite a bit of it yeah yeah not all that rare but it can get pretty expensive yeah if you uh hang on after this discussion uh there's going to be a uh, pretty good interview with Leighton Sheldon of vintagebreaks.com Talking about the uh, the Jordan box and what he's got going on with VintageBreaks.com. It's a pretty good interview. I had to do it at work because Leighton uh, Leighton can really only talk during the day. So <laughs> I'm sitting there at my desk at work while in, in, in the in the middle of this IT bullpen, um, giving a uh, do, doing an interview about sports cards. People walking by with, what the hell is he doing? <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I, but I'm, well. yeah, I'm definitely a fan of his. Though. I've uh, actually uh, was able to contact him on something that somebody broke with him, I believe, and I did a deal. So it was uh, nice. turned out really great. Nice, nice. I don't know him, but he seems like a fantastic <coughs> fellow. I've heard good things. Yeah, he's a good dude. Um, all right, on to the um, on to the FCB threads. Yeah. You, 
you guys participate in anything on, on the boards you want to talk about or? I didn't today. I, I today I was too busy at work, but I I got some things I'd like to talk about. I mean, we talked, you know, the other night about the eBay, the fee structure a little bit, and I yeah, I, uh, eBay's trying to drop the hammer, right? Yeah, <laughs> and I I think rightfully so. I I put a, actually put a lot of thought into this after our conversation the other night because it's just so it's so terribly asinine to me that people would feel that paying a fee on something that they use their site and their platform for advertising and their, their customer base, paying a fee on that is somehow beneath anybody or, or cheap by the company. It, the best comparison I came up with is if you have a garage sale and I'm your next door neighbor and I roll my grandma's bike over there and I set it out front with a sign that says $12 and I tell you I'm going to pay you 20% of whatever you sell it for. And then I see a customer looking at the bike, and I run over and I grab my bike and I park it in my goddamn garage and tell the guy that he can buy it for eight dollars, so I save the, the, the fee. It's just yeah. asinine. Your neighbor would your neighbor would ruin your life. You know that's on a small scale, and, and this is a lot of these cards that people are getting upset about are even smaller than that. You know, six seven dollar cards, you're going to lose sixty cents by selling it on eBay. It just doesn't make any sense. And to me, it's a case of how dare you not let me circumvent your rules. Yeah, it's just it, – it's terribly dim-witted to act offended by that. Like, oh, you're taking money from me and my kid. No, you're taking money from them. And they are a business with – with you know, it's, we're not UNICEF. they got to make something. Yeah, well, I think yeah. probably what a lot of folks are worried about is that slippery slope that we talked about a couple days ago where they go, yeah. oh, no, eBay is spying on us. They, you know, they're going to be taking uh, money from us no matter what. Like if we talk about a, a card offline or something off of their website, we better meet in a dark alley or something like that, you know, <laughs> or else the, the big brother or baby is going to come after us big time and they're going to ban us. I mean, <laughs> so, yeah, no, I, I don't think they're going to be policing anywhere outside. I think they've got some uh, team of folks that are out there monitoring what's going on in the messages. So they're like, okay, if, if you, if you uh, pick up on the buzzwords of uh, MSG for message or give me a buzz or give me a ring or, you know, if somebody spells out a bunch of numbers <laughs> all in yeah. one shot, those will get you pinged pretty good, I'm sure. Yeah. And I, I mean, to me, it's rightfully so, you know, I just, I, I don't, I guess I don't understand. I understand the fear of Big Brother, but. Let's be honest. If eBay spying on me, they got bigger issues than you know what I'm doing with my cards. <laughs> well, here, here's the dissent from uh, I'm going to read Mutual, Mutual Collector's post. He's uh, normally pretty balanced in his thought process, but uh, he says this is the BS part uh, of that I think you're missing. It's even if the item doesn't sell. With your reasoning, if I sell on eBay, I can't list my stuff anywhere else. Correct. There's nothing wrong with listing items on eBay and pulling it for zero bids. If I list stuff on eBay and in Facebook group and it sells in the Facebook group, I end the listing on eBay. Um, but then eBay can come and hit me up for fees because they, they looked at my PayPal and they see a sell later. Well, it didn't sell on eBay. It sold on Facebook. But if Yes, I know you see a PayPal payment, but it sold on Facebook. But well – Okay, so that's that's actually a very good uh, valid point because, and I just ran into this today because uh, I there was a guy that posted on a forum a card that I wanted, and he concurrently put it up on eBay as well at the same time. 
my conversations were with the guy on the forum, but we made a deal on the forum instead of eBay. So he took it down, and it, it didn't matter to me if it was on eBay or not because I wasn't talking to the guy on eBay. Uh, but that that interesting point that's an interesting point that you meant because yeah, I paid through PayPal, so he could certainly eBay could certainly look at my PayPal account and go, hey, wait a second, you know something strange is going on here. Yeah, yeah, they're missing interesting. The smoke. Yeah. The smoke uh, now I have message. I have no confirmation that they're doing that. Yeah, like I don't know they're doing that, but I know they own PayPal and they could. And they could. I don't know if they're doing that though. Yeah, and I, I you know, they would have to me. They would have to have something that would stand up in the court of law, like you spelling out, you know, F O U R T W O T H R E E. You know, I, they would have to have that smoking gun that you communicated because it is such a such a diverse market. You know, as far as the, we we go across all media that way. we can do everything: TV, the internet, we, you know, tech, dark, probably. I no, I mean. They would have to have a smoking gun, or I'd raise a holy fist. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. But yeah, I just you know, the more I thought about it, this, <coughs> it, it's silly to me to just assume that you can use a cust- you know, use their customer base and their advertising platform, and, and not expect to at least compensate them for it. Yeah. And I agree on that respect, but I but I do understand. The uh, complaint of, hey, this is listed on multiple marketplaces. It didn't sell on yours. It sold on another one, and you shouldn't be able to charge me for that. And that's right. I, I agree. That's but, a uh, valid argument. Yeah. Well, Comsi, they do that already. They they have a dual uh, dual setup as far as listings go. You know, if you if you uh, purchase a card on Comsi and it's uh, six dollars. Their listing on eBay for eight dollars is going to come down automatically. Yeah. Yep. Very true. And they're four dollars shipping. Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> don't get me started on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> it is what it is. Uh, shipping and handling. So. Oh yeah. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> a statistical anomaly has also been spotted, and that's the fact that. Uh, Matt Olson has almost as many homers as he does RBIs. Yeah. That's you know how that. weird that is? That'll happen when you play for the A's. <laughs> <laughs> but no, isn't this the Moneyball organization that prides himself on getting on base? Uh-huh. Well, you got to have guys that can get on base first. Yeah, they need to They need to summon the ghost of Scott Hatterberg. Or just <laughs> yes. Kevin Newton from Korea. He's yeah. still over there bitching about the strikes. Probably. He did a lot of that. I hate that guy. Yeah. Matt Olson <laughs> is a uh, Parkview guy from here in Atlanta. Um, went to the same high school as Jeff Francoeur. So he gets talk- Yeah. <laughs> he gets talked about here in Atlanta quite a bit. But if you look at his stats, um, he is sitting on 24 homers with 45 RBIs. So... Literally everything he hits, gone. <laughs> That's crazy. He has 48 hits, 24 of them are homers. Oh, my gosh. So let's see. He's, uh, what's he batting, 262? Two, two yeah, 262. Two. Not bad. That's, that's not terrible. Um, huh, interesting. This is very interesting. Let me see his uh, strikeout. So he struck out uh, 59 times in 183 at-bats. Yeah, he, he strikes out a lot. Yeah, uh, it's going to happen to home run hitters, too. So. 
I'm sorry, what was that? Was Frank Corr's hitting coach or something? Those were <laughs> like, you remember Frank Corr in that commercial threw the ball up and missed it when he swung, right? <laughs> <laughs> that was one of my favorite things ever that I've seen on TV. Maybe, maybe, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, Matt, of course, was a big prospect coming out of the draft, Team USA kid. Um, it's good to see him, uh, it's good to see him hitting that, but 24 homers in, uh, in, in 183 at bats is not bad at all. Well, that's Kevin Mossish. I don't know about Ke- Come on, man. Not Kevin. Just give the guy some credit. Um, I'm stuck in the nineties, dude. You're stuck in the nineties. <laughs> But um, he looks to have a good career ahead of him. Um, the cards are definitely showing this too. Um, uh, I pulled a heritage heritage refractor of him a couple weeks ago, and I, I looked it up on eBay whenever I pulled it, and it was like five bucks. Well, I looked it up the other day, the other, yesterday, and it was like fifteen. So you know, I mean, his cards are definitely spiking. I mean, the autographs are up. Everything he's got is up. So. He's a big guy too. He's six five, two twenty eight. He is a big guy. Uh, I've actually had him in the card shop before. Uh, he came. You know, he, I used to own a card shop in Atlanta, and he came through uh, a few times uh, buying baseball cards. I know it's kind of weird having a baseball player buy baseball cards. But, That's awesome. Uh, he came through, and yes, he is a big hulking man, even as a nineteen year old as he was then. Wow. Uh, yeah. Well, he'll Would be on you, the Yankees in a couple of years. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> would you describe him as succulent? Um, no, I don't <laughs> know that I would do that. I mean, he's a good-looking kid, but you know, I, it, what are you calling succulent there? I'm kind of tell me now. this is an inside joke. No, no, I just was just wondering. I mean, <laughs> raving about the physical appearance over here. I'm thinking, you know, a little Texas Pete going on. Well, he's not my cousin, so. You know, <laughs> hey, he's a good-looking man. <laughs> he's amazing. The joke he's being, the joke being that I'm from Alabama, so I uh, got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I just skipped the comment, you know, to make the comment about how somebody said you and your wife looked alike one night, so I just left that out of the fucking door. Dude, we do, we do. <laughs> but but here's another thing that's funny. Um, you know Facebook's facial recognition software. Yeah, it cannot distinguish between me and my sister. <laughs> really? Yes. Like it always tries to call me her and her me. Oh, <laughs> that's incredible. You know? Okay, so what I did a while ago is, you remember there was this uh, thing on Facebook that say like uh, something about like uh, sibling appreciation day or something like that, and I. Uh, I unveiled my my twin sister uh, Tamara through the power of Photoshop on on Facebook, and, and so I actually took a picture of myself, and I gave myself makeup and long hair and everything. And there are people coming on going, "What? No, that's crazy! <laughs> Y'all look the same!" And we we're dying laughing over here. Is the greatest thing ever. <laughs> Your sister's goatee is way darker than yours. Yeah. <laughs> Your sister has an amazing Adam's apple. <laughs> You should uh, here's here's what you should do. You should make her her own Facebook Facebook account and see who tries to hit on you. Hey, oh my see which card collector tries to hit on you, and then okay. bust them out. <laughs> so number one, that probably 
would not work because I make an ugly girl. I do Dude. not look good as a girl at all. Dude, they're um, ugly card collectors. Let me tell you. Yeah, hey, well, maybe maybe we should try it. You know, I, I actually was thinking about making a page for her and just seeing how how far it can go. That'd be pretty fantastic. If you Hold do, on. if you, you do this, I am straight up making you a farmersonly.com dot com profile with it. You need to seriously no no no. So y'all need to uh, friend her and start mentioning her every every so often just to give it some legitimacy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. Your yeah, you can't say troll. I can't. I can't use Facebook, so it's gonna have to be Chris. And you start. Oh, that's right. <laughs> so, so, so you start saying things like, "Man, she's good looking," and and all. It's like just start saying, you know, saying things like how how wonderful uh, my sister looks and everything, and see if anybody else catches on. Yeah, Man. she does look good. <laughs> Man, if I wasn't married, golly. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Husband, sister, baby, mama. Yeah. And we need to throw a disclaimer out there, though. If you collect cards and you're still a virgin, it's not because you're an ugly person like Chris said earlier. It's because you haven't found the right spark to your fire. Don't give up. You can find that special someone. Are you going to do like a <laughs> dating site commercial? No, I just wanted to let you know. You called everybody ugly. They didn't have a girlfriend. I didn't call everybody ugly. I just said there I'm are sorry. some ugly. There are some ugly. And, you know, I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to throw out any names here. <laughs> but the, the, those back pages. No I'm kidding. I love Eric. He's a great guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. No names. Oh. No names. Adam Weiss. Adam Weiss. No. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that NEC Pilgrims Eight doesn't listen to the bot. Doesn't doesn't participate on SCB anymore. But I like to mess with him. Um, dude, he'd ski down there and kick your ass in Georgia. Dude, dude, no, no. I, I, Adam is a. Um, Adam is like your typical Italian American Italian gangster, except that he's four foot eight. Is he really? I've always had good. <laughs> he's just short. He's just short. I love him. I love him. Uh, he's one of my favorite people, but he is tiny. <laughs> like when I met him, I'm like, I can put you in my pocket. <laughs> it wouldn't quite uh, Ankesh Arguala Colts fan 23 at the 2009 National like uh, he walked up to the booth I said you're like a chicken wing <laughs> he said, he's like I seriously thought you were going to eat me <laughs> what <laughs> oh. <laughs> just I got all kinds of weird interaction stories with the people on SCB. We we, we 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 have fun. We have fun. That's what it's there for. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, in closing, anybody have have anything else they want to bring up before we close this out? Or I just I just want to say, you know, I don't know Tanner's website off the top of my head, but give his collection a, a, a you know a peek. It's pretty amazing to see the things he's done. As far as what he's made, but also with his Jose Canseco collection. Besides that, I got nothing. He I'm is the uh, he 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 is probably the best custom maker out there, in my opinion. Uh, the the, the mustached one. Um, probably what I enjoy though more than the custom is the lies. Um, he'll uh, through the power like like uh, through the power of Photoshop. Photoshop. He'll make up this big, long, elaborate story and, you know, get you in it hook, line, and sinker, only to reveal, hey, 
Surprise, I was joking. Suckers. <laughs> Suckers. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I I appreciate that, you guys. I, I really, really enjoy it. And every now and then, I mean, for the most part, I get a lot of love off of those. But every now and then, I'll, I'll get some uh, uh, some people that don't like me so much, <laughs> and they want to voice their opinions. But it's it's one in a million wherever that happens, though. It's yeah. probably your face uh, hate. What's that? It's probably their, your face that they hate. Probably. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're jealous of the mustache. It's not here anymore on my face, though. I retired it, so. Yeah. I am going to write a bot program that does nothing but send you hate mail. <laughs> <laughs> Level me out a bit. Random strings. Does <laughs> yeah. yeah. nothing but send you hate mail. No, I'm going to register like 100 Gmail accounts to do nothing but send you hate mail. Uh, that's funny. So, so Clint, do you know what Chris was doing last time we were talking? No. He okay, so your face emails. Yeah, through the whole thing, he's like, "Your face, I hate it." And then he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry. Um, that wasn't me. I got hacked." And I was like dying laughing. <laughs> if you saw me, if you heard me laughing for no reason, that's probably why. <laughs> oh, I got hacked. Sorry for anyone this may have affected. You mean there's sorry. Podcast besides this one. Say what? Yeah, yeah, there was there was a podcast that we worked three hours on that the recording oh. software failed on. That's weird. And Whoa. Who's the, who's the IT guy? That's me. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I hear your voice, like, is not broken at all. So <laughs> your internet connection is, like, spot on tonight, I think. I'm tethered from my, from my iPhone. You're in love's truck stop, aren't you? <laughs> I love truck stop. Uh, I'm in the third bathroom <laughs> stall waiting waiting for my date. There's no way and you I, imagine there's a woman on the other side, just so you know. Yeah, I mean, and I'm throwing up air quotes with date. <laughs> <laughs> it's sea bass. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so, okay, Dumb and Dumber, one of my best friends growing up, we nicknamed him sea bass, and it was from Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> One of the greatest nice. characters ever. Cam Neely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's outstanding. Uh, anyway, uh thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for the Just Collect pot, Just Collect interview with Leighton Sheldon uh talking about vintage breaks. Sorry I called shenanigans on that guy. <laughs> <laughs> so uh Leighton, we all saw the uh news story. Darren Rovell, several other people shared it with the three Jordans coming out of a uh, coming out of a box of eighty six, eighty seven Fleer. Want to tell us a bit a bit about that process and kind of what was going through your head? Sure. So candidly, it was a lot of fun, but very nerve wracking through about eighteen packs. Um, but after nineteen packs, we pulled the first Michael Jordan rookie, you know, the number fifty seven card. And obviously, everyone not everyone at least pack number nineteen owner. Uh, their fears had been subsided, but you know we pulled two more in the box, uh, and the whole experience really was like a short film. I feel like it could be a mini ESPN 30 for 30 uh, with all the trauma surrounding it. Um, and you know the way it started, Chris, was we uh, recently incorporated VintageBreaks.com just before uh, the National Sports Collectors Convention in Chicago, uh, which was a long time coming for us. And we got the idea that week of the National uh, when we had originally heard about Steve Hart's fine from earlier this year in upstate New York. 
of seven boxes of 1986 basketball from an original case that was with the family that had bought it from back in 1986. We thought the provenance was incredible, and you know we thought that was the most important thing, uh, making sure that we were to open a box in front of everyone if you we were to sell it out by pack that was in fact going to contain you know multiple Michael Jordan rookies, which is what a 1986 box should contain, you know, between three and four likely. Um, you know, for a box. So, um, you know, we were related. It was a lot of fun, but certainly had its ups and downs. Yeah, um, I was actually watching. Well, I didn't watch it live, but I watched it the next day, and uh, that was intense. When you're looking at what about forty grand worth of an investment? Uh, oh, literally, it was eighteen packs times two thousand dollars. It was yeah, almost forty thousand dollars. I'm like, wow. I uh, really hope we pull some Jordan soon. <laughs> yeah. And I'm glad that we did. I mean, listen, you know, I worked with Steve on this. You know, Steve Hart at BBCExchange.com. You know, he is the leader in the industry, um, authenticating, uh, you know, older, unopened material. And it came directly from him, from this fine. But, you know, you never know. So we were glad that after opening all 36, we saw what the box yielded was great. Yeah, I'm sure Brian Dwyer, Brian Dwyer was pretty happy. Um Oh uh, yes, he was. He's a mutual friend of ours, so uh, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, you know, Brian's great. Yeah, he was the Pac-19 owner, and what's really funny is two of the three folks who pulled the Jordan, they actually only owned one spot in the break. So buying more than one spot didn't guarantee you anything. Yeah, two grand for a uh, Pac-pulled Jordan is you can't you can't beat that. You can't beat that. Oh, uh, forget about the money that they returned. That's certainly a lifetime memory you're not going to forget. It is, it is. And you, what you're doing for people who haven't seen, you're doing vintagebreaks.com where you're taking the concept of a uh, case and box breaker and you're applying it to vintage finds, uh, maybe um, busting, uh, are you busting graded packs or just uh, you, you, just your standard, standard? No, we open up graded packs um, you know, because uh, I have a lot of experience myself authenticating adult material. Um, I feel very comfortable, you know, with like an individual pack or so, but if we're not sure and or if it's expensive, we send it off to Steve because it's okay. Um, but we've opened up recently a 1979 Opeachy pack that was, you know, ungraded, but it came from Steve. And we're going for a Wayne Gretzky rookie, which the last time in a PSA 10 sold for $465,000. So for the cost of $75 for an individual card from that 14-card pack, I mean, really, it's an incredible proposition when you consider the gamble. And then, obviously, uh, you know, there's just the notion of just being a sports collector and pulling a Gretzky rookie fresh from, you know, we didn't pull one. Um, but the point was is that there was, it was possible. Some of the cards actually came out centered. So uh, we do have the last two packs coming in from Steve Hart, I believe, tomorrow. that will be listed on VintageBreaks.com. And so when you were talking about, you know, us bringing, let's say, the breaking to the vintage side of things, yeah, this is not an original idea of ours. We want to make sure we thank all of our predecessors who've been breaking for years modern product. But what's kind of cool, Chris, is that we're taking it down to the pack level. So, for example, in 1979 Opeachy, you know, a lot of folks are never going to even buy a pack in their life, you know, $5,000, $800, $1,200 for a pack. Yeah. But to buy a spot for 75 bucks to have a legitimate chance to have it open on camera or see that entertainment as well as the card and have a chance at a huge hit, I think that that package is a very attractive one to a lot of collectors and speculators. Yeah, so they pay in 75 bucks, and let's say there's 15 cards in the pack or however uh, does it work in slots the same way? Like you, your your slot one, you get card one. Your slot two, you get exactly. If you're slot number four, instead of getting pack four, you would get card number four. And we tell people before the pack is open that the, you know, this is card one. The bottom is, uh, you know, card fourteen. And we're going to randomize it all in front of you. And that's that's what we do. So that's why everyone's comfortable with it. We use random.org. What do you do in the case of uh, cellophane packs, where the the front, top and the bottom case are uh, card are exposed? 
Oh, sure. Um, basically the same thing, Chris. So, you know, unfortunately in that case, someone already knows the top and bottom cards, so the excitement's gone from those two spots. But we still sell those spots with it because, in, you know, candidly, in, in both those cases, the top and the bottom card, they can still be gradable, it can still be a nice fit. So, excuse me, they're included, you know, in the, uh, in the pack, um, you know, the slots that we sell. Great, great. So, I'll say if you, if you bust a uh, 80 top cello with Henderson on, on the front, you can, somebody can say, hey, I'm paying the money for that Henderson slot? Exactly. Well, not that they can pay that money for the Henderson slot. They can buy a slot in that, let's say, 24-count uh, solo pack, and then after the 24 spots are sold, we'll random them, and the first person in the first slot will actually get that Ricky Henderson if that's the first card in the pack. All right. I, 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 I misheard you. Uh, a lot of places, what they'll do is uh, they'll, let, they'll let people buy a slot and say, hey, you can pay more to be a specific slot. Oh, that's interesting. We haven't done that yet. I certainly consider it. We, we certainly have a lot to learn and to pick off from other bakers. We've never done that, though. Yeah, that'd be cool. I mean, it would be interesting to see in that particular scenario what the Henderson slot goes for. Yeah, yeah of course. You put up a high risk. Yeah, no, absolutely. Game. I could think of a lot of fun packs, like a 1975 rack with a George Burrow on top. Yeah, yeah. Someone's like, hey, you know, it's 10, 10 grand for that spot because I think it's a piece sure. of 10. <laughs> Although kind of funny. the last sale of a Henderson was crazy, so you know, last sale I saw was like twenty four, twenty six thousand dollars. Yeah, that's still bringing big dollars. Yeah, yeah, just incredible rate for eighties era wax. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, so vintagebreaks dot com. Uh, you've got uh, breaks kind of in variable price price ranges. It's uh, really really similar to what other modern breakers are doing, but just with a uh, I, I would think it would be more hit and miss because you're less in the products, but boy, when you hit, you hit. Yeah, it really just depends. You know, for example, the A6 Fleer, even though it's super duper expensive, uh-huh. you know, we knew we were going to get three to four Michael Jordan rookies out of it. So, you know, there's other times, for example, uh, you're going to open up a 1980 Tops basketball pack, and, you know, one pack can go by, you can literally get nothing, and we actually had an individual pack just a few weeks back, and you can verify this on YouTube.com slash Vintage Breaks, and the full video is up there, we pulled the Magic Johnson Larry Bird rookie out of a single pack break of 1980 Tops basketball. Nice. And, you know, someone got that for a spot literally of $17.50. Mm-hmm. Is, is there any uh, any thought of expanding, say, into, like, 89 Upper Deck and some of those other sets that still have good hits in them? Oh, absolutely. So if you go to VintageBreaks.com now, what's interesting is that um, you know, we not only had different price points, literally from five dollars all the way to five hundred, uh, and I believe up, but also, you know, we've, we've extended out to like the early two thousands because you know Tom Brady's rookie year of two thousand, two thousand three LeBron products, and we just did it as a test, and it's gone very well. We even listed a box of two thousand thirteen Bowman draft um, because Aaron Judge is kind of you know hot obviously at the moment, yeah. and uh, so you can see we literally have a nineteen thirty three Gaudi set break up there, which is the only set break we have at the moment. We can talk about it if you'd like. Um, and then the oldest pack we have is a 1955 Bowman, but then we we range all the way to 2013 with the Aaron Judge. Yeah, yeah, I see. You have some some 2010 Bowman Chrome, which was a uh, which was kind of a bad year for Bowman Chrome, but it does have Gary Sanchez in there. So it's, exactly, so it's kind of come back. Yeah, yeah. Even though the 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 packs have that uh, white powder in it, you know, from uh, I know what we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, this, this is a really cool concept. I'm glad someone did it. Uh, I'll probably be participating in a few of the in, in a few of them. Um, 
from the 80s. Um, the 80s is kind of my wheelhouse in sports cars. Sports cars, you know, collecting as a kid. Oh, listen, absolutely. It's, uh, you know, a lot of fun. Um, you know, I myself am not going to participate just to make sure there's no conflict of interest. Um, but I could tell you if someone else did this, I would probably be on there multiple days a week. We are currently broadcasting on Tuesdays and Thursday nights. We start anywhere from between 5 and 7 o'clock Eastern time. And we go to anywhere from, let's say, about 11 o'clock at night. Uh, one night we left here at 3 a.m. So we have a lot of fun with it. And we are in talks with uh, one or two other folks uh, to expand our channel uh, to be going live three or four days a week because there's been a lot of interest. And a set break, how does that work? They, they, they just, they, they buy sure. So um, we, we, yeah, we've tried it, Chris, with this. We're actually uh, we're more than halfway done with it. Um, so what we're going to do is 1933 Gaudi set break is uh, we took every card in the set. So there's 239 of them. A lot of people think there's 240 because of the Napoleon Lajoie. That card's super-duper expensive and very rare. So you know, we're not including that. Um, so what we're going to do is after all 239 spots are sold out, uh, we're going to random uh, randomize using random.org everyone who bought into the break. We're going to number it from 1 to 239, match it up with all the buyers. We're going to do that live in front of everyone on breakers.tv uh, slash finish breaks and on youtube.com slash finish breaks. And you're going to have a chance of getting uh, one of the four Babe Ruths in the set as well as one of the two Gehrigs. And the price is uh, just $37.50. So with dozens of Hall of Famers in the set, plus the four Ruths and two Gehrigs, the worst thing that's going to happen is you're going to end up with a you know you get a Gaudi card no matter what. So even if you get a random Gaudi card, you got to figure it's going to be worth about ten bucks, maybe fifteen dollars, give or take, depends on the condition. It's a lower grade set, um, but it does allow people an entry level way to both get into set breaking and into 1933 Gaudis. Yeah, somebody could get a Ruth Gaudi for thirty-seven fifty. That's that's it. That's the bottom line, and you know it's not like you're throwing it away. You're going to get a Gaudi regardless. Yeah, yeah, that's just, it's pretty cool. I like it. Uh, I actually like it a lot better than um, the modern rips. I, I, I mean. New modern stuff comes out all the time. The stuff. You know, no, this is stuff. I really spend the time to source it, and I know Chris. Uh, um, you know that you understand what that means. You know, I can't just call a manufacturer and say, "Do you have any 1933 Gaudi sets or 1986 top football racks?" It doesn't work like that. Um, but uh, that's you know part of the fun. Um, you know, we do get a lot of great product at JustCollect.com, and that's kind of my day job, so to speak. I joke about now. Um, and so I'm using my resources from JustCollect.com you know, to try to make sure that we find uh, good product at reasonable prices for everyone at VintageBreaks.com. Yeah, it's not like you're on the phone with Southern Hobby and says, hey, you know, I'd like to pre-order two days. Oh, believe me, I love those guys. I know, I know a lot about them. Um, <laughs> but, but, yeah, unfortunately, they won't be able to help us. No. Um, and one last thing I wanted to mention, Chris, uh, just because um, I really do, I think you guys have a great community there. And for the record, I've not offered this anywhere else to anyone uh, ever. Um, but until the end of the month, for the next 11 days, from now until September 30th, or I think September 31st, I'm sorry, I get my, my dates uh, screwed up. Basically, until the end of September, um, anyone who signs up uh, for Vintage Breaks, um, whether it be your new or old, if you tell me you're through Freedom Cardboard, I'm going to give you 10% off uh, any purchase uh, that you make uh, until the end of September. All right, well, I'm about to buy a slot in this 33 Gaudi. So, uh, Great. Well, listen, I appreciate it very much, Chris. You just email me, um, Leighton at JustCollect.com. That's L-E-I-G-H-T-O-N at JustCollect.com or info at JustCollect.com. And either one of those places, if you mention Freedom Cardboard, and Chris, I hear that you're mentioning it, you will get 10% off. I'll send that back to you via PayPal. And we appreciate everyone's support. It's been a lot of fun. Great, great. Um, thanks for your time, Leighton. Great to hear from you. Thank you, Chris. Uh, if anyone from Freedom Cardboard has any uh, questions, please feel to reach me. Uh, feel free to reach me at either one of those emails we just gave, or our office phone number. You can reach us during the day, five days a week here, nine to six Eastern Time, is seven three two eight two eight two two six one. All right. Thanks a lot, Aiden. Thanks, Chris. Have a good one.